Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program, available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. Is your child struggling with a specific subject or need help with homework? Are they asking questions that you're not sure you can fully answer? IXL Learning is an online learning program for kids. It covers math, language arts, science, and social studies. IXL is designed. This program will improve your kids' grades. Studies done in almost every state in the country. The kids who had IXL are consistently doing better. Powered by advanced algorithms, IXL gives the right help to each kid no matter the age or personality. And it doesn't have to eat up all your time. One subscription gets you everything for all the kids in your home, pre-K to 12th grade. So don't miss out. One in four students in the U.S. are learning with IXL. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. Make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com audio. Visit IXL.com audio to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. Good morning. It is Wednesday, November 18th. You're listening to the College Football Daily. My name is Trey Scott. Today on the podcast, we are going to be talking to Kenny Jacoby, an investigative reporter for USA Today who spent a year working on uh, an, an investigation regarding LSU and its mishandling of sexual violence allegations against its athletes and its students, and who, along with uh, Nancy Armour and Jessica Luther, published a quite damning story earlier this week for USA Today about how LSU mishandled sexual misconduct complaints against students, including top athletes. Kenny did, Kenny did a great job breaking this down with me. He's more well-informed than anybody. I'm not going to sit here and try to summarize the story for you before I toss to Kenny. I'll just tell you, uh, go read it. Go find it. You will find it if you just Google LSU football. Um, it, it's in some corners the talk of Twitter as far as what will happen to the to Ed Orgeron or, you know, what sort of steps did they not take? Is this going to be a Baylor 2.0 situation? Um, I will just say that it's, it's abundantly clear that LSU did not do what it needed to do for many of these, these, um, these allegations, uh, as, as they write in USA today, uh, quote, officials in the university's athletic department and broader administration repeatedly have ignored complaints against abusers, denied victims' requests for protections, and subjected them to further harm by known perpetrators. Uh, and further in the article saying that LSU officials continually either doubted the women's stories, didn't investigate them, 
or didn't call the police. One example of this is that seven LSU fo- uh, football officials had direct knowledge that wide receiver, former wide receiver on the team, Drake Davis, was physically abusing his girlfriend, but they sat on the information for months while Davis continued to assault and strangle her. Davis, star running back Darius Geis, and seven others to make nine former LSU football players have been reported to police for sexual misconduct and dating violence since Coach Ed Orgeron took over the team four years ago. The details, though, on how LSU handled those complaints and any discipline, they're mostly secretive. And as you'll hear in my conversations with Kenny, the cover-up here or the 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 fact that you know Title IX protocols weren't followed and the police were not called and, you know, people's bosses and their bosses weren't informed when they received wind of any of these situations, alleged rape, taking nude photos without permission, all of that stuff. The fact that that wasn't followed is going to be a serious issue for LSU, which has already hired a law firm to look into this situation and, you know, try to get to the, the very, very bottom of it. It's a, it's an investigation that as Kenny Jacoby says, you know, the scope will expand beyond the football team. It will, um, expanded the tennis team and Greek life and the, the entire university. So this is absolutely it's, it's, you know, the potential for it to get buried is, is there the sec LSU didn't even play last week because of COVID-19, but the sec, you know, it, it trudges forward. It hasn't commented on this. Um, some people will ignore this, but this is a big story. Uh, this has the potential to get ugly for LSU athletics. We'll see what that investigation of theirs which as Kenny says, is not due to be completed until the spring. We'll see what, what that says, but this is, this is something to follow. And this is, this is a really, really bad uh, to say the least look for last year's national champions. And coach Ed Orgeron released a statement saying that his program takes any allegation very seriously and that they have followed title nine reporting protocols um, he says they, that LSU is committed to a culture of safety, equity, and accountability for all students and staff. So, look, there's a lot here to unpack. It's it's intimidating for me to try to sit here and tell you all about it. So let's just listen to the expert, Kenny Jacoby, uh, from USA Today. Okay, we have Kenny Jacoby on right now. Kenny, uh, appreciate you taking the time to join us. I'd like for you to just start by giving us your your pitch for this story, uh, boil it down to what are the most vital things that we need to know? Because I had to read it about three or four times earlier today to make sure I had everything squared away. Well, that's a impressive level of dedication for how long it is. But um, yeah, so this investigation is about how officials in LSU's athletic department um, and broader administration have repeatedly ignored sexual misconduct and assault complaints against students, including uh, football players Darius Geis and Drake Davis, and how when presented with evidence of their abuse, um, including by the victims themselves, um, school officials failed to get the Title IX office involved, failed to get the police involved, um, and in doing so broke federal laws and school policies uh, that subjected their uh, women on their campus to further harm. So Title IX is the federal law prohibiting sex discrimination in education. Kenny, I was looking at your background. This, this is this is what you cover. You're not, just for everyone to be clear out there, you're not 
you know, solely just a sports reporter, you, you dig into this stuff, you investigate this kind of stuff. What was the process like in investigating this story? And does it compare, does the cover up compare to anything you've seen recently uh, in your line of work? Yeah. So I started working on this story uh, almost a year ago. Um, I had published another story about NCAA athletes who transfer schools after being found responsible for sexual assault. Um, as part of that reporting, um, you know, once the story came out, I got a, a tip about, hey, you should look into a few of these things going on at LSU, um, was given a few leads. And, you know, I started just doing interviews um, with people who I, you know, I thought were trustworthy. These are um, some former athletes, um, people who filed complaints or reported uh, misconduct um, and, and some some former employees. Um, and and in, in addition, filed a number of public records requests at LSU asking for copies of communications, copies of disciplinary records, police reports, things like that. Um, it took a very long time uh, to get the story out, um, in part because LSU made it very hard to access documents. Um, they would delay and not respond and take a long time to get back. Um, we had to sue them to get access to some reports and even still um, everybody's names were redacted from them. And then I, I'd also add that it was hard for a lot of the people who did speak to us to actually, um, you know, to do so. Um, a lot of people were very nervous about speaking out against LSU um, and particularly the football program. Um, and, and even, you know, as many people as we did talk to there, you know, there were still many that, that did not feel like they were in a place where they could go on, on the record and talk about it in the paper. So um there was a lot, it, it was a tough story to report. Um, but I do think that since it's come out, you know, um, some other people have, have had the strength to talk about what happened to them as well. Yeah. You mentioned the, the reluctance to speak, like to speak out against, uh, we've seen this, you know, since be before even Baylor, but it's like football is such a big deal at these institutions. And it's, you know, we, we see, we see the cover-ups and we, we just see, you know, the, the backlash that people can receive for doing that. Um, I thought it was, I, I perked up when Kenny, when I read about it being like, th this transcends the, the football program and, and the football football program is, I mean, this is, this is a really bad, really bad look. Um, you know, at least nine LSU players uh, have been reported. Uh, to police for sexual misconduct and dating violence since Ed Orgeron took the job four years ago. But this is also something that the university is, it's some, some fraternity members too. When you hear that and when you started linking that, I imagine that for you, that, that means that the problems start at the very top and there is no sense of accountability to make sure that everyone rungs down the ladder is doing what they should be doing as far as reporting these cases. Yeah, I think that's a great point. Um, when we started, um, well, I'll just add, 
In August, we published an investigation about rape allegations into Darius Geis and how those were handled or not handled by the university. And it was through that reporting that, you know, we, we wanted to follow up and see, is this part of a bigger pattern? And, you know, initially we went into it thinking, okay, this is a, a case of a preferential treatment for an athlete. This is probably an athletic department story. These guys make a lot of money for their school. You know, they're, maybe they're getting preferential treatment. And what we found from trying to talk to as many people as we can is that, no, this is not just limited to athletes. Um, a lot of, of cases involving ordinary students, non-athletes, um, have gone off the rails really uh, with students, you know, it, the case is dragging on forever. The students feeling left behind by school officials or, or not informed of how things were going. Um, you know, a, a deadlines for the accused to appeal getting su- suspended. And, and in the meantime, you know, protections for victims that they requested being denied. Um, and, and, you know, we even found a, a case where LSU's uh, head of student judicial affairs uh, failed to investigate an allegation that was reported directly to him. So that was something that surprised me too, um, is that this does seem to be more of an institutional issue at LSU and not something that is only, you know, problematic within athletics. In your story, which was uh, also on a byline, Nancy Armour and Jessica Luther, this part stood out. Uh, officials in the athletic department and broader administration repeat, repeatedly have ignored complaints against abusers, denied victims' requests for protections, and subjected them to further harm by known perpetrators. Kenny, this sounds really simple, but tell us what should be happening by the letter of the law when anyone in any position of power on, on, on any campus uh, gets whiff of a potential uh, circumstance like this. Yeah, so I will note that, um, you know, the the two main laws that are applicable here are Title IX and the Cleary Act. And I will note that Title IX, um, the federal regulations have changed within just the last few months, um, according to, you know, uh, new regulations put out by the, the U.S. Department of Education under Betsy DeVos. But while this was happening, um, you know, there was a different set of standards and, and, and then throughout up to even today, LSU policies still reflect a lot of those uh, older Obama era existing standards. So what's supposed to happen is anytime an LSU official um, gets word of possible sexual misconduct or dating violence on um, involving a student, they are supposed to report that information to the Title IX office, which is then supposed to figure out what happened and decide what it needs to do to uh, address the issue. Um, if that's, you know, providing some sort of support for the woman or, you know, conducting like uh, an investigation into a possible student conduct code violation. There's another requirement uh, under the Cleary Act that if an incident like that happens on campus or in a school program, then it has to be reported to the campus security office, uh, which is LSU police department at LSU. Um, and so those are just the, the basic steps that anybody who gets wind of a, a possible allegation 
has to take. And then there's supposed to be a process in place to deal with that. Um, but as we found in many cases, um, even that first step of just relaying the information to the right people um, did not happen. Yeah, I think your investigation made that abundantly clear. My audience, and we'll wrap this up soon, my audience will, will want to know what's next. Um, you don't know the answers. Who knows the answers? But when you report these cases, Kenny, and I, I apologize if I'm painting this with a, a broad brush, we can, you know, you can feel free to, to not answer this, but do the head coaches at any of these, you know, we, we talked about, you, you mentioned LSU tennis, LSU football. Do you believe that the head coaches know about uh, either the cover up or the, just the fact that nothing is being reported? Yeah. You know, I, I cannot speculate on, you know, what people may or may not know. Um, however, it, we have established through our reporting that there were a number of people who were, you know, directly told about a certain allegation. And that includes the tennis coaches. Um, and, and we vetted those, those claims. In some cases, we've gotten corroborating documents or text messages or phone records from the people we talked to, to back up. And so, yes, any, you know, the, what we reported, I, I do believe that those, that's what happened. Um, now, as far as somebody like an Ed Orgeron, um, he is not one of the, you know, several individuals who's directly implicated in somebody going to him and telling him of an instance of abuse and him failing to follow those policies. However, there were all these people within the athletic department, um, even an assistant coach of his who were being told about what was happening with players on his team. Um, and so Ed Ordron hasn't really addressed what he knew or didn't know. Um, he has said that he's followed protocols um, but, you know, at best, um, if he didn't know, then, you know, he failed to detect what was happening within his own program when others in the department were aware of it. Um, and at worst, you know, he would be complicit in knowing it and not taking action. The College Football Daily will be right back. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly. So there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. 
Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Hmm. As far as this story goes, and here's my last question. Uh, you mentioned Ed Orgeron's statement. Uh, the, the school has hired a, a law firm to launch its own in- investigation. What's What happens next in this story, Kenny? It's obviously not going to go away. People in Baton Rouge would love for it to. And we've seen in cases like in Baylor, at Baylor, like that, that story took almost a year to play out at least. So what, what, what I assume you're going to keep reporting on this. I assume, you know, people, as you mentioned, will, will further come out if they have anything to come out with, but you guys hitting publish was not the end for this story. Yeah, I think that's right. And, you know, there are a few things that will happen soon. There is supposed to be a protest on the LSU campus this Friday um, in which students have organized it and are, um, you know, some of them calling for the resignation of LSU officials. I have no way of knowing whether that would happen, but I can tell you that the response on campus um, has been one of outrage. Um, people have said they won't be letting this go. Um, and the university has called for uh, the outside law firm review, which I'm told by an LSU spokesman um, will cover, you know, every phase of the Title IX process from the time that things are reported to the time they're adjudicated. And um, in that it will look at specific cases and how they're handled. Uh, You know, other schools like Baylor that did a similar thing, that review, you know, was never written down and made public. So I think we have to take it with a grain of salt and and see, you know, the final product if it's made public. Um, but even that is not due until the spring, uh, the university said. So we'll continue to report on any, you know, information and tips that we receive. Um, but I do think you're right. Um, there will be more that will come out of it. All right, Kenny Jacoby, USA Today. Great work on this investigation. We appreciate your time today. Thank you so much for having me.